All right, we're back for another episode. It's the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from Shibuya, Tokyo, Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house inside the mobile man cave, our old 20-year-old uh, studio on wheels. Yeah, it's Enjoying this sunny day in this bitch. Yeah, and for new listeners, uh, we are a podcast that focuses mainly on the international community here in Tokyo. You know, this is a homogenous country, but... We like to focus on the four, three, whatever percent yeah. that's here um, residing in things. Tokyo, doing a lot of creative things. Doing some things. And we have another fellow uh, creative from the international community here with us. That's doing some things. I mean, he's doing he's, he's doing some awesome things, man. Some real things. We got the brother Reggie Casual what it in do. the mobile man cave. What it do? What it do? What it do? It's your boy Reggie Casual from the Casual. Talk to CEO. us. Talk to yeah. us. <laughs> this is Lee Oihara, host of The House of Life NYC, and you're listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. That's what's yeah, up. host of the casual. You know what it is. Keep it casual. That's what I'm here for. Exactly, man. Yeah, <laughs> so get, give us a little self-intro, you know, tell our oh, audience. Oh, man, yeah, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, but uh, I'm one of those Navy brats, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you're a Navy brat. Yeah, okay. yeah, my pops was in the Navy. We traveled quite a bit, so uh, I'm one of those people that, you know, probably been to every, one of the, every single one of the 50 states in America, <laughs> right? So I've lived in, of course, I lived in LA. I lived in the Inland Empire when I was over there in California. I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, mm. Boston, Massachusetts. I lived in New York a little bit. So I've been pretty much everywhere that I need to be. And then I came here in Tokyo uh, about, I'd say, 2010. Okay. 2010. And uh, I was just, you know, enamored with it. But before that, you know, because I had been traveling so much, I had just, you know, got used to kind of different cultures being around different people, right? And so that kind of catapulted me into, like, the career that I'm doing right now, just understanding people on a more intrinsic level, you know what I'm gotcha. saying, like a deeper level. And and that, uh, you know, I was always interested in, in fashion, art, design, whatever, whatever we have you, and so that got me to starting this. I'm more of an info guy. Okay. Like, I, I talk a lot. I mean, I'm a designer, but one of the talents that I have is that I can talk. I think yeah. I got it from my dad. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you say your dad's from the from where? My dad is from uh, my dad is from California too. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Okay. So we're all we're all like my mom's, my dad, we are all from California. Of course, like I was telling you guys before, you know, we got the background. Uh my mom's extended family, half of her extended family's from uh uh from the south of mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um we got a we got a bit of a mixed family going on. My mom is mixed, right? So uh, I call her uh, the inside of a banana because she's way too light. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> right. Well, you but, know, you we know, all but, mix up, right? With something, you, you know, know what what and I and I basically, you know, but she, she's. I mean, you talk to her; she's hardcore with it. Like my yeah. mom is ain't, ain't no joke. Uh, my pops, military cat. You know how okay. that go. So, yeah. was he ever stationed in in Japan? He was stationed in Japan. What year? Oh, man, probably he might know him. But who prob- might know him? Man, probably early nineties. But, not no 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 it's not it's like 80s Had oh, to okay, be. okay 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 yeah we might have known each other yeah not you uh if you man i'm gonna be real with you my dad my dad's name is reginald aaron pipkin senior mm. uh he was um you might you looking him up he was like national recruiter of the year in like 1985 oh. or 83 or something oh, okay like okay so okay. like you, you you if you saw him like you probably would know him like he master chief navy like 
dude is serious. He he not always a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was super strict, but you know I appreciate him. You know yeah, like, he, yeah, he does his thing. He worked hard, so I ain't gonna take that away from him. Oh okay okay okay. But he you came here in eighty right? Yeah, I came here in eighty, man. I was thinking, man, I might have shot some dice with your pops. You back probably, in the man. Day. <laughs> you probably, <laughs> probably get a little extra change or some yeah. shit like that. You, you probably, know what I'm my probably. dad is. My dad is down for anything. It oh, seems. yeah, yeah. Word, so, so word. you got this YouTube channel, man. The Casual, right? Right, right. Explain, explain how that got off the ground. How did you? Oh, man. What inspired God. you to? Man, okay. So, I had when I first came to Japan because my my tenure has always been off and on. Like I was always going back and forth. So I stayed here for two years. Then, like for three years, I was going back and forth. And then I came. This is my latest stint. I haven't been back in like three years. Uh, but when I started. I was doing fashion design, right? I was creating brands and stuff. I was helping brands start brands. I was helping myself start brands. And then I realized that that's a crapshoot, man, because you got to deal with product and you got to move that product. And if you don't move that product, you don't make any cash. But the guy who has the information don't have to get any product. He just have to tell people stuff right, what to right. do. So I went into consulting, so I started consulting with uh, smaller brands, bigger brands. I actually got an opportunity to work with Creative Artists Agency, which is like the largest talent agency, like second largest talent agency in the world. Okay. And they put me in contact with uh, Fred Siegel Jeans Japan. And so I'm not like a big name with them, but I did a lot of the tech packs, like the preliminary tech packs for them uh, when I was, you know, consulting for CAA. Mm-hmm. And so one of the people that worked there was like, yo, you speak Japanese? And I was like, yeah, yeah. They was like, how long you lived there? I was like, you know, for a time, you know, that was, that's what I do. And she was like, you need to be over there because we don't have anybody that can speak English and Japanese over there. And I was like, for real, you going to hire me? She was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, nah, because you need to do your own thing. I can see you don't even like being in this, in this chair like this. You don't like, you know, sitting here doing this kind of stuff. And I was like, she's, she's right. She's right. I, I can't, I'm one of those people that just can't work for anybody, man. I get antsy. I start, you sit me at a desk, you sit me at a desk, my legs start shaking. (laughs) Right? I'm just like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. So basically, the casual started as just a a project for me to actually sell stuff. Like, I was in Japan. You guys know what the deal is. You can get, like, babe, you can get all this other stuff. So I was like, yo, what if I did something that no other, like, reseller in the States could do? One, I could read the language. I could speak the language. I I know where to find stuff. So I was just like, let me go ahead and make a YouTube channel about it and tell everybody, right? Tell everybody that I can get them stuff. That was really the whole point at Dope. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right? The whole point was just to, like, sell stuff because I could, you know, but you, I could circumvent everybody. Yeah, you basically were doing what a lot of other, uh, I've some cats I've heard are doing, but you took it to another level. Right. 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 Yeah. And so I had, I had, you know, being from L.A., you get a little bit of screen presence. So for me, it was just like, Yo, how do I encircle everybody? Like, I just maneuver around everybody where I don't need to, like, buy and sell stuff. So, me, my my pops, like I said, was really strict. So, when I first went to school, I didn't do uh, fashion design or, or what I was doing or, like, what I changed into. I was doing uh, UX design. So, I built a website. I built, a, uh, like, a, like, a line sheet where you could input whatever product you wanted from any site. And I would just charge like 10% on top of the dollar. So you, I didn't have to have any product. Damn. I literally had people like going to websites in Japan, giving me the website. It would calculate everything on the site. And then I would get the receipt and I would go out and buy it. Wow. <laughs> right? And so it was 
now I made I made a good amount of money doing this, but I realized real quickly that because I was doing the YouTube channel, I was getting more exposure than anybody, which meant that I was getting far too many orders. Like gotcha, it yeah. sounds like it's a great idea on paper until you start having to ship out exactly. every day. <laughs> yeah. right? Every day. And yeah. so like I couldn't put out content and I was just like, man, I can't put out content and sell this product. What, do, what, what am I going to do with this situation? So basically, I was like, all right, let me go ahead and do something that won't take up all my time, but I see some potential in it. And that's why I started the channel, started doing more information-based stuff. Because I figure if I get the channel big enough, I can either sell my own product and I can put you know Japanese stuff on there from time to time and mix it in. And so my whole thing at that, my second goal was basically to circumvent the entire Japanese market where the bigger, bigger companies like United Arrows, like Babe, they would start looking at me like, yo, we got to get in good with this guy. Like, yeah, he can. He the can. Plug. Get our, yeah, he's he's the guy that'll get yeah. our message out there. And so that's basically how I'm kind of like finagling the situation now. It's like. I got this amount of subscribers and I'm talking about your stuff. Exactly. Because you know how Japanese businesses are and Japanese culture is. They don't want to work with anybody unless it's a sure thing. Yeah. Right. So I basically was like, all right, let's make our thing a sure thing. And so that's when I started focusing on the content. I started, you know, investing in the studio. Every now and then I might pick up something for somebody. But for the most part, I'll just put stuff on on uh, on a website and just say, hey, here, here it is. And so now we just anytime we put something on there, it just sells out. Dope. So, yeah. so when you were, you know, like before, when you were uh, getting your ten percent cut, mm-hmm. and you were shipping all this stuff out, right? You were still making money on top because I know shipping stuff out of Japan ain't cheap unless you it hit. ain't cheap, man. Yeah. But uh, okay, <laughs> the way that I the way that I um, that I kind of did it is that I added the I added the shipping along with the uh, with with on the sheet. So I I had the whole, man. It was crazy during that time because the sheet that I put up, what how I. I don't know how I coded this, <laughs> right? And in, in hindsight, I'm like, I don't even know how I did that, <laughs> right? Uh, basically, it would, it gave you the amount in Japanese, the 10% cut on top of the shipping, right? So the, it calculated the shipping. It calculated because I would have the weight of certain garments inside of the application. Wow. Or I made like a standard weight. Like if it was a hoodie, it was always like 800 grams, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would just make something that was standard and then just that would just calculate. And so right there, you got to see it in yen and then it converted it into U.S. dollars. So you knew exactly how much you were spending. So, yeah, I was I was I don't even know how it I, I just did it because I knew like it would make it easier for me because I didn't want to sit there and calculate, calculate shipping yeah. and do all this other stuff. And a whole bunch of people just start, yo, you're going to bring that back. You're going to bring it back. But I, you know, I'm keeping it on. I'm keeping it like on the burner because I know once I get to a level where I can just hire somebody to do it. I mean, yeah. And then I got in, I mean, I got this, I got this sponsorship deal with one of these Japanese companies that saw I was doing the same thing. So they tried to pick me up, but they didn't come through all the way. They stopped contacting me. They wanted, every time I would contact them, I'd be like, yo, you guys want to, you want to do something? They'd be like, yeah. And then they never had to do it up. So I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. I was like, all right. I'm a, yeah. I'm a business man. All right. Keep it moving. Right. Yeah. right. All right. Yeah. You don't want to be in my situation because in my, in my eyes, like I have a bigger following than the companies that are doing like exactly yeah like yeah. them like people listen to me you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that i'm hot shit i'm just saying like people listen to my opinion on it and so like when i say yo use this site 
if you want stuff from Japan, People like listen. they'll go. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Wow. So it's you know their loss. Yeah. <laughs> so man, you you so it's it's kind of funny because I'm uh, I, I saw an article that was written about you and it's like this hot shit fashion guy mm-hmm. <laughs> in Japan who happens to be black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like. Hmm, we got us another Denzel of the fashion industry, <laughs> or something like that, right? And he's over here just yeah. just doing some things in this in this country right. here. And, and so, so do you? Did you ever feel uh, like, all right? Uh, did you ever feel like any of the? I wouldn't want to say racial, mm. but you ever? Did you ever feel any type of, uh, let's say? Haters coming at you from the Japanese side, or you know, from the Japanese side. <sighs> Not much. Yeah. Not much. I mean, we all we all get it. We all yeah, know yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see how you all agree with yeah, me? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We know what that is. Yeah. yeah, we I mean we all get it. You talk to somebody, I mean, you talk to a lady in a club or something, and then you know, Japanese dude that don't have nothing to do with the situation looking at you like why? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like how come you can do that? Or it's yeah. like you you ain't gonna talk to him, I talk to him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? right. But as far as like as far as like hate from Japanese cats, I didn't really I don't I'm gonna be real with you. I don't really congregate with a lot of Japanese people like oh, that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I've always kept to myself. I mean, I, I can talk to you, I can speak to you, but I really, I try to keep myself at a distance, mainly because, um, because I, I know these people. Yeah. You know, like I studied them. This is my, my field of study is obs- observing them. You know, what I'm saying that was my major in college, Asian studies with a focus in Japanese language and history. So when you know these people. It's and you know like and you've observed them. You know you've been here for a while. Yeah, so yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. You observe them for a while. Japanese it, gonna take care of Japanese. Yeah, Japanese First. gonna take care of Japanese all the time. So my position was is to is to give them a different viewpoint, right? Like, you know, we all know like Japanese don't have a pluralistic view of black people. Their mm. their view of black people is like Caribbean and hip hop. Yeah, and that's cool. That's great. Um, and you know I love hip hop. I love you know part of my family's from the caribbean so you you're asking you're, you're asking a whole country to have a bigger view of what black people are right so and they're just not they're not hip to it their whole view is from like a western perspective yeah. like the western entertainment perspective and and i try to i try to like change it up every now and then like when i speak japanese to a person like to a japanese person they get all flustered like they're like how is this possible like what's happening right and so there's that tension there's the tension of every time i go into a store like i have to be the one to break the ice like asking me like they don't know how to approach me and then when i start speaking japanese they're like oh or like i've let things like just go on where japanese people are just trying to talk to me in 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 broken english and struggling yeah and struggling (laughs) i'm just like yeah man then i just break out (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and then they're like oh oh and i'm just like yeah 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 let's 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 continue the conversation and then there's this you know there's this this moment where they get this kind of like respect but it's like a it's a weird kind of respect it's not like i respect you it's more like a I respect the situation right now and I'm not going to uh, step on anybody's toes because maybe there can be some controversy. Yeah. Because right. Japanese, we, we've all been on the train. We've all been, you know, walking down the street and somebody say something like, why so many foreigners here? Like what, what's going on? It's like, Oh, I didn't know. And then you look back like, yeah, you're like, yeah. be careful. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't exactly. know who yeah. knows what. Exactly. Right. And especially now, 
when you got so many people coming to Japan. You know, that's 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 what the real thing is. So I as far as as far as hate from Japanese people, I don't necessarily get it. I get a lot of I actually get a lot of people who who are Japanese that watch the channel who will come up to me every now and then and be like, man, you know more about fashion than Japanese people. And I'm like, that's because I'm an observer, man. Y'all don't need to do it like you live it like I'm here and I'm always on the outside. So I so I to answer you to answer just like to end it is basically what I do is after a time, there are so many people who come to Japan and want to be accepted by Japanese, right? They, they want to be like, I hope Japanese accept me. I've been studying Japanese for so long. And then they come to Japan and they expect Japanese to treat them like gods, right? Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. And then when what happened with me was is I was like, I was one of those people where I was really just into it. I knew Japanese. I knew history. I came and I was like, yo, these people are going to love gonna, me. Yeah, they're going to love me. Open and then, arms, I, and then they were just like, when I didn't get that, yeah. Uh, then I was like, all right, okay, I, I see where this is going. So you got to come to a point where you accept being the outsider. Yes. That's, that's and where you hit it is. And you hit it on the head because I've, I've mentioned this in a few episodes, a little earlier episodes, excuse me. Um, I, I've become to accept being the outsider yeah and actually like it mm-hmm. you know the, the more i live here the more i i begin to love it because you can you know in some sense and you know i've kind of when you talked about this through fashion in one of your videos mm-hmm. i'll bring that up later but mm-hmm. it's like in some sense they're confined right you know if you're if you're 100 japanese you are confined within these this mindset mm-hmm. right and i just love being on the outside of it Right. You know, yeah, that, that's honest. the best part. Yeah. Like, you could see what they don't see. And yeah. as a Westerner, you see all this opportunity, right? Like, I see this country that's ripe for the taking, but they just, they've closed off all the walls. Yeah. And so, just us three sitting here who've been in Japan for a while, you know, we have to break it down for people who look a lot like us. And Absolutely. say, yeah, you'd be like, yeah. yo, man, I'm telling you, if you're a good person, you you about that hustle, you, this is a place that, Nobody does what you can do. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> right? absolutely. And yeah. so, like, that's why that's why when somebody asked me, yo, why can't you do that same thing in America? I was like, man, to be honest with you, I could. But I'm in a sea. I'm a speck of dust and a speck of dust. Right? When I'm in Japan, I am all the dust. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Right, right? If I right. start talking about fashion, I'm the only dude that looks like me that talks about, about fashion. fashion. Absolutely. Like, I'm the dude who looks like... like I, and I told one of my homeboys this the other day. I was like, man, you got to understand. I am I am a black, brown-skinned person who lives in Japan, who speaks Japanese, who writes and reads Japanese, who talks about fashion. Find somebody else who can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Find somebody else who can do it, and then I will, I'll let go. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of those things had to coincide for me to be here, right? Yeah. So you got to understand, you got to, you know, that's one thing. I hate to talk about it like this, but that's one thing that I want to relate to black and brown people Mm -hmm. it's like yo you have this thing and you're so concentrated on making it happen where you are you're trying to force the issue when there's a whole world out there where you ain't gotta force it exactly you you are you are the cream of the crop but you gotta treat yourself that way yeah you gotta know you're above it so when somebody asks me if somebody's hating on me i'm like dude you see where i'm at (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Right, yeah. so yeah, man, I Teflon agree with you. done in yeah, this yeah, bitch. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, yeah. But it kind of reminded me of uh, you know when we had Brian on the episode. Mm-hmm. He was telling people he, he say 
I'm over here in Japan. He's a brother playing pro basketball mm. over here. Shout out to Brian Simpson, Big Simp. Um, he said that not everybody can make it to the NBA, but mm. you can still play pro basketball. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And so I thought that shit was so inspirational because he passes real. it down to kids. He's right. like, like, look, not everybody's going to make it in the NBA. But, man, you could play in Italy. You could play in China. You could play. He's playing here in Japan, making mm-hmm. good money and everything. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, That's I exactly that. my point. Yeah, like, yeah. this is a dude who saw, like, yo, I still got talent. I mean, I may not be at the, the NBA level. And my brother, my older brother's the same way. You know, my brother, when we were younger, that's all he wanted to do was play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, six foot four cat, really good at basketball. But he just saw no other options because no options were presented to him. Yeah. Right? He just said, you know, it's it's NBA or bust. Yeah. And for me, it was just like, dude, you can play. Like, you can play. You know, he doing his thing now, but it's like you can play. Like, right. you can come to Japan, you could do it. You, you know, I mean, it ain't all, I mean, I mean. I can say it's not all glitz and glam, but if you're in Japan and you're oh. playing basketball, bro, <laughs> right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's glitz and glam in its own way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you get mobbed and shit when you be hitting the streets sometimes. Oh, sometimes, you know? man, people come up to me and be like, yo, you're that guy, right? Yeah, you're <laughs> and I'm that like, dude. <laughs> like, you know who I am. Yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yo, I, I was walking one day, it was at Harajuku, and I came across this store, man. I, I believe it's like a thrift store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw this one particular jacket, and it was like, hit me, boom, the casual. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw this on the casual. Yeah, you know that's I mean? where it came from. Yeah, so, like, getting into, you know, Japanese fashion, how mm. did you, well, let me first ask you, when did you have this uh, this interest in fashion? Did it come from earlier? Uh, man, it childhood? came all the way back when I was in, like, grade school, man. Okay. Like, it, and I didn't, you know how... I'm one of those kind of people who I'm real introspective. So like I'll look at stuff that I did when I was younger and I'll realize, oh, that's why I came to that conclusion. Yeah. Like I was an illustrator okay. you know, when I first started, uh, you know, just getting into design. And so I would see like Japanese animation and I wanted to do all that. You know, I saw Akira, Akira Toriyama, okay. you know, say of Dragon Ball. And I was just like, yo, I wish I could draw like that. So I just kept practicing and practicing, practicing. And then I realized, like, yo, I'm never going to be, like, an animator <laughs> in Japan. Like, that's just, and it don't pay. So um, so I just started doing my own characters and everything. And then people were like, yo, man, you can you can draw. Like, yeah. you can do this. And I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever. And so I was. I remember when I was in Atlanta, uh, this girl, she saw me drawing on the, um, on the, on the bus. And she goes, you draw? And I was like, yeah. She was like, can you draw me, like, a dress? <laughs> like I never met her before. She was like, "Can you draw me a dress?" And I was like, "Yeah, what do you want?" She's like, "I just want like a t-shirt dress." I remember it was like, yeah, like it was yesterday. And I was just like, "All right." So I drew it. She was like, "Thank you so much." I never met this girl. <laughs> and then at that point, I was like, "Yo, I I probably could do clothes. I already like clothes, you know." And, yeah. And I was always kind of weird about it, but you know, at that time, you're talking about early two thousands. I mean, early 2000s, there was a lot of masculinity going around. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell people, yeah, man, I draw dresses and... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't draw dresses like that now, but, I mean, I draw fashion, you know? And so that's what really got me into it. As far as Japanese fashion, I had always been inter- interested okay. in it. I mean, that was, that was, you know, my background, you know, was being around Asian people. I mean, I grew up with Asian caretakers, so I was introduced to Japanese culture at a very young age. So, I mean, for me... It was just 
a culmination of one plus one plus one plus one plus one equals ten or something like that. Destiny. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. If you if you take it that way, like for me, yeah, the reason why I'm here is because of a certain uh, certain circumstances that happen in my life, and I just happen to notice them. In fact, that's what I think destiny is. Yeah, like it's noticing what you went through and where where you're at right now. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. like, it's not necessarily oh you were this is what you were born to do. It's like you notice what happened in your life, and then you're like yo I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna use this for my benefit. Right. So. Yeah, that's basically it. And you know, you mentioned it earlier, but when when you when I view your channel, I definitely see that that no one could do what you do. I mean, like you you really go in depth with with fashion. It's not like you just you know putting some video up like, all right, yo, I got these Jordans, yeah, <laughs> and this is this is the spot right here. Right, but right. you really delve into. The, the the I guess uh, fashion in, in in all facets and in mm-hmm. the history and mm. you tie it all in like how do, are you are you doing a lot of research yeah are you like the sole okay. person really yeah I do like most of the research okay right I, a lot of this is just in my bank of just knowledge that I had just over the years <laughs> but to be honest with you I created the casual because I wanted I wanted people that was around our age to be able to watch something like that had to do with fashion you know what I'm saying yeah. like. You know, I looked at 30 plus who weren't watching YouTube like that for fashion. You know, like 30 plus ain't looking at YouTube to find out what, you know, oh, you went to that store over there. You bought this sneaker. They don't care about that kind of stuff. They want to know, yo, like if I'm going to travel, what I'm going to do? Why should I be interested in Kim Jones or why should I be interested in Hiroshi Fujiwara? Like, why should I know that? So when I hit people with the information, it's more like I want you to know why this matters. Why you wearing something is more important than what you buying. Yeah. Right. So like why you buying a pair of Jordans is important to me. Why you, you know, not just that Jordan played in the sneakers, but for the simple fact that, yo, what is Nike doing? Yes. Right. That makes you want to buy this. Right. What is Adidas, Adidas, whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. it? What are they doing to make you want to buy it? And there's a lot of pushback because, you know, you're changing you're you're challenging people's mindset. They don't want to be challenged. Most people don't want to be challenged like that, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to be challenged with me saying something like, "I'll tell you what it's like." It's like me telling you, like, what you've been thinking for so long is wrong. Yeah, and I'm about to tell you what's real, right? And so now you got to either go back and accept that, or you can combat your, you know, you can combat that. It's like why people, it's like nobody wants to be wrong, right? Right, right. Nobody wants to be wrong, but when you, and they can get really defensive about it. So the way that I kind of, that's where the casual comes from. I'm not trying to outsmart you. I'm not trying to outthink you. I'm trying to give you an objective view of something that I came to know that I know a lot of people care about, right? But at the same time, I'm not trying to tell you what to buy. That's what a lot of other YouTubers, no no shade on these guys, because that's how they made their, you know, they made their content. That's how they made their careers. But a lot of the time, you got these guys who will just go out there and and buy stuff and go to a store and be like, yo, I bought these new blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo, how how far can you take that? Yeah. How long can you do that for? Like, when you hit my age, are you still going out to the stores, buying sneakers and talking about you got, or you got, like, you bought $3,000 worth of clothes? That, to me, is kind of, I mean, that's whack, man. Like, I I don't want to hear, like, I don't want to be like, man, I wish I had his money so I can go out there and buy that. How about I tell you, hey, man, this is why this dude is, is popping right now, and this is what you should think about. Or if you're into that, go ahead and check it out, right? But if you're not, 
whatever next video you know what i'm saying but even a person who's not interested in the fashion that they see what i'm talking about at the time can still watch it what are your three what do you think are the three most iconic brand japanese brands three most iconic japanese brands i would definitely go with uh comme des garçons uh cdg Uh, that's definitely up there most influential like probably brand ever and then of course you got to hit up a bathing ape in lukewarm water started by Nigo back in 1993, otherwise known as Bape. Yeah, everybody, uh, everybody knows, knows Bape. Everybody knows Bape, right? Yes, sir. Right? You got the camo. You got the shark hoodies. You got a lot of cats who still like Bape today. Yeah. yeah. Still into it. Still into it. Right? Why, why is that? Because I've never, I mean, I'm not that big into fashion, but I, I think I've, I don't think I've ever heard of CDG, but Bape. Bape is like everywhere. It's, it's, it's accessible, And maybe man. it's more into the hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's Bape was basically Japan's take on urban fashion in America. Oh. Okay. That's what a lot of people don't know. Okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, they think know. of, they think of like, uh, like, Bape as just being like a Japanese thing. But it was actually Japan's take on hip-hop culture. And so when Nigo created it, his the whole aura surrounding it was music and, and camouflage and stuff like that going along with, you know, Japanese themes but also uh, hip-hop themes at the same time. So that's exactly why you have Bape being one of the biggest of all time. Plus, gotcha. yeah, Pharrell, Pharrell yeah. co-signed it early. And uh, so, I mean, I mean, Bape is still big today because now you can get it. Like, you used to not be able to get it. I remember when I was growing up, Bape was like, you had to order it from somebody who was in Japan or somebody who came to Japan, they was just selling it. It was hard. It used to be kind of like a exclusive thing. Now it's not so much. Uh, but yeah, Bape. Um, and last up, Undercover. Absolutely Undercover. I know that's not like super big out west, but Undercover just basically created Japanese fashion. Like current, the current style that you see today on the streets of Tokyo, uh, especially in areas like Harajuku, Daikayama, uh, you know, the punk infused with a little bit of hip hop, infused with a little bit of street. It, it's straight from undercover so that's where they get all the all the styles from i mean gotcha. there's a whole bunch of other designers Issey Miyake is there Jinja mm. Watanabe is there you got uh of course Yoji Yamamoto I know a lot of people might be surprised that I don't mention him as far as the biggest uh but Yoji Yamamoto was more like high luxury designer fashion and so he really didn't have that much of an impact out west except with like uber rich people right okay. they knew about Yoji but not you know I mean, we got Y3, but Y3 is like, it's not even accessible to anybody who doesn't have the money to get it. Yeah. So it's still pricey. Um, But yeah, those three, I think, are. Okay. How about some few honorable mentions? Uh, Of of course, Sakai, Chito Seabe, Color, 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 her husband, Junichi Abe. You got uh, Yosuke Aizawa with White Mountaineering. I mean, there's Mihari Yasuhiro with Mihari Yasuhiro. Like, there's, I mean, I, we'll was, be yeah. all day. Yeah. Right? We'll be here. I was like, yo, CE. You know, CE's dope. Hysteric <laughs> glamour. You know what I'm saying? So it's all these different labels out here that don't really get to see the light of day out west. But I think those three have been some of the most iconic to come out of Japan or just that people typically know about. And how about your your favorites? I, I know you have a lot of them, but uh, currently. Man, yeah. I, I You know, uh, again, I don't really get into the whole like favorite brand thing because I don't like to consign myself to one particular thing. Yeah. But uh, like every year, kind of like every year, every season, somebody comes out with a collection. This year it's been Chitose Abe with Sakai. I really enjoy her work. Um, typically on my like everyday fashion for me is like 
one of Yoji Yamamoto's sub labels. Like Yoji Yamamoto, one of Yoji Yamamoto's sub labels is Sight, and it's only sold online in Japan. Oh, so okay. you, that's the only way you Exclusives. can get it. Yeah, it's super exclusive, but it's not like always sold out, okay. right? Um, I like a, another label called the Viridian, uh, the Viridian, but the Viridian. That's how they kind of spell it. That's a that's a dope little brand. Uh, not big, but they do their own thing. Um, I mean, when it comes to me, it's just my style. My style is deconstructed, layered, flowy stuff. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. So, like, anything that kind of hits that is cool. But I also dig, you know, Americana menswear. Like, I'll, I'll get into a nice pair of slacks and a suit all day and kill it. Mm. But I like to kind of, like, assimilate that into my regular style. You know, like, layering plays a big role in my menswear, my menswear getup. So it's not always, like expect it like okay. just suit and tie type deal but yeah now, i notice on the streets of the of japan uh i see a lot of american apparel uh, what do you think about that like american uh, like the the brand american yeah apparel? the brand yeah uh, you know what uh i i don't i i think it, uh, japanese in particular just have a fascination with stuff that's made in america like i just it's nothing I, special it's nothing it. special about it it's just they wear it because it says made in America. Oh, okay. You know, um, but you know, you can go on the street in Japan. Half the time, people are just in American style or French casual. So it's this, it's a, it's a weird, weird situation in Japan because it's like half the time they're not even wearing their own stuff. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> right? okay, yeah. okay. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. So, I mean, sometimes you'll see it, but most of the people, like you see more, like you go to Harajuku, you see more people involved in like hip hop, like like '90s. Early two yeah. thousands hip hop styles, yeah, and skate styles rather than like, you know, undercover or Yoji Yamamoto or something. And, like and you did a video that talked about, I, I think it was talking about how the nineties was the most influential, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. era for Japanese fashion, absolutely. like as far as U.S. And why is that? Like how? I think it was just uh, globalization at that point, man. Okay. Uh, Japan was going through its largest expansion in uh, economic history. You know, you still had the, the boom in Japan going on. And this was just like the, the tail end of it, right when we hit the, right when we hit the, like, the 90s. So all this stuff from, you know, American companies figured that they can sell in Japan. Another good one was uh, when Nike came through. When Nike came to Japan, like, Nike straight up said, like, Japan is our most important most important market outside of America, right? Like they wanted Japan to be that number two, wow. and it is. Right? Okay. There's more stuff that releases in Japan by Nike uh-huh. than any other place in the world. Oh, really? Right? Even in America, like half the stuff you don't even get uh, from Nike. Like Nike Japan has its own like collections and stuff. Dope. You know, you could just go into Nike and they'll have like sizes that say. JM or JS or JL, Japan medium, Japan large. Oh wow! So like, it's it's a big thing for them. I mean, when you have places like Nike Lab MA5, which is over there in uh, Minami Aoyama, Nike Lab MA5, uh, there's not that many Nike Labs around the world, and they got one right here in the middle of Tokyo, and that was one of the most important locations for them. Wow! You would think that China would be stomping grounds, you know, because of that population. Well, China's up there, but the problem with China is is the tax. You got Chinese people coming to Japan, buying stuff, and then selling it back in China because it's just, like, 
four hundred percent tax. Whoa, okay, okay, forty, sixty percent up. Yeah, right. So this it's hard. Yeah, they got the population. There's a lot of Chinese people, a lot of Chinese tourists who come here who exploit the cheaper prices in Japan. They, I mean, they just don't want to take the trip to America because it's really cheaper in America, right? So, uh, I, I mean, it, it's a weird situation when you have like when you have these brands in Japan or you have just fashion in Japan just being surrounded by uh, now today we talk about nineties being surrounded by mostly American stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't want to hear that, man. Like some Japanophiles out there, they'd be like, No, Japan is all Japanese. I love it. <laughs> it's like now that the, the weebs, right? Right. Yeah. Shout out it's to like, the weebs. Shout out to the weebs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I I you know what? I have a problem with that. Because that that's like their entry point. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 your entry point into Japan was something that was like out of pop culture, that's cool. Just make sure like when you get here. You go deeper. Exactly. You know, you yeah. just go deeper into it. Like I, I don't I don't mind you liking like anime all over the place. Yeah, that don't I mean that don't phase me. I like anime, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I watch Dragon Ball every now and then. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But I mean, you know, get deeper into it. Like this nineties fashion thing, right? Like why is it like that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and you why? answered that. Yeah. And then same same like but same with the music too. Japanese were like really big into nineties hip hop. Like oh, you yeah, can man. go in oh, these yeah. little places around here, these little clubs and bars, and they'll be if they do some hip hop or something, it'd be nineties influence. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Raphael Sadiq. Okay, Raphael Sadiq was in the group Tony Tony Tony. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. right. And uh, uh, he was in a group later on called Lucy Pearl, and Lucy Pearl was playing in a, a, a kicks lab over there in Harajuku. And I was sitting there like, they playing Lucy Pearl by Raphael, you know, Raphael Sadiq. In this store, I haven't heard that song in years. This was like last year, you know. So like, yes, but they but they, but they know their stuff, and kind of like you know what Buddha says a lot too, and we all know this that when they get into something, oh, bro, oh, bro. they go deep. They go, they deep. go deep. Like they, they they'll know more about our shit than we do. Yeah, you know, what I mean? yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what? Because they they it's it's their culture. You yeah. know, if you're gonna get into so, something, go into it all the way. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, and and for us, you but you know what? Japanese people still appreciate us like the originators of it because we have a rawness of it right it's effortless they have to try to do it exactly ours is just like yeah we put this on whatever right Right, right. but with them it's like i gotta learn it like there was you have magazines that are teaching japanese kids how to crease their pants yeah you know like if you want to look like you know you're coming from uh you know east la or something like that right right that's a great point because we did a we did an episode a while back with uh brooklyn yeah brooklyn Brooklyn terry Terry, from the crew uh what's the crew name uh forgetting the crew name my bad but uh yeah brooklyn terry talked about he talked about how yeah when japanese people learn hip-hop and hip-hop dance like you said they go into it but they we 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 do it effortlessly Mm. and we are not aware that we our hip hop, I think, on a day to day basis, because we live it, we, we're right, in it, right? Like, you know, right? It's part of the culture. It's part it's of right. who we are. It's who right. we are. We, are, we yeah. don't we don't think about it mm-hmm. in that way. It's just natural you know? to yeah, us. Yeah, we don't. You know, they're looking on the outside in, so that's how they approach it. Right. In the way that they do. Right. You know, like he said, they he said they go to a dance studio mm-hmm. and learn hip hop dance. He said we didn't we didn't go to no fucking studio. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, we, we was at the block parties. Right. And, yep. and the house parties. Right. You know what? That That's an interesting point because that's exactly what I'm doing in reverse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like with fashion, I'm doing what Japanese people would do with what our stuff. So yeah. when so people ask me, why do you know so much? I was like, well, the Japanese do it all the time. 
that's something that you can learn from Japanese people. Absolutely, like, yo, if you're yeah. going to learn something about somebody else's stuff, go into it. Yeah. And so even Japanese people are surprised by that because they're like, yeah, I know we do it, <laughs> but yeah, I never seen anybody else do it. Do it, right? Yeah. And so like you're you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. There is this uh there's this notion where they go and find out how to do it the right way. There was a time because I, I you know, I used to professionally dance myself. And there was a time that I wouldn't I wouldn't even go to a class that was run by like a Japanese person. Like I or like a dance class, I wouldn't I just wouldn't or any Asian person. I just would not learn from them. <laughs> I was just like I just it wasn't like a racial thing. It was just like, man, I can't consign myself to the fact that this person is just better than me because they trained for and they're it. Teaching yeah. you right. your culture. Yeah, they're yeah. teaching me something that yeah. I should automatically like know. But you know, once you it's hard to get over that. It's hard to get over that. I don't think people under something as simple as dance. It's hard for me to get over it. It was times where I was like, Yeah, this, he's a good dancer. He's good. He's good. And then we would always come up with like excuses like, Yeah, man, they can do it, but they ain't got the soul when they do it. Like we'll say some <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we Brooklyn Terry also um made a point that they could get up to the level, but they can't add to it. I, that, I love that, it. That, that, that was, yeah, that, was that was that was another he, point yeah, that he, he made. He specifically said, um, you know, they can't recreate something. Oh, like we, yeah, we, can. We, we can create it and, and recreate it. Uh. Like like there's hip hop, there's rap, hip hop rap, and then there's um what's the what the dude's doing in, in UK. Trip tri- uh nah. No, no, trap oh, not fuck. trap. Uh, uh what they call it in, in UK. What's that? Yeah, yeah, I know genre. It. Uh, Fuck, I can't think of it right it now. It ain't trick. Uh... Grime. Okay, oh, grime. grime. Yeah, yeah, grime, yeah. The whole grime culture. Uh-huh. So that you know, they they, they can expand. They can on, expand on right, it. right. And, and, and that's and, and and why can they do that? Because they are from they're, the culture. They're from the culture. So right. whether we are in Africa, whether we in London, mm. whether we in Cali, New York. Yeah, yeah. We I can always create. I always I always say that in Japan. I make this stupid joke to some of the people that come to me. I say, you know, in Japan, they're not really concerned about making something new. Yeah. They're just really concerned about reimagining what's already yeah. there. Yeah. Right, right. Right. So like in like in America we're like, we, we want to make a TV. So we build like the best TV. But in Japan there was like, why don't we just make one and we'll just put it on the side of a building? <laughs> or like, yeah. you know, like in America we're like we need to make the best car, be fast. And in Japan they're like, why don't we just make a car that runs forever? That's why you got Toyota cameras right, and right, Civics, right. right? And then I was like, But you know, in America we're trying to get with girls all over the place. You know, guys are trying to get with girls all over the place, but Japanese dudes are like, Why don't we just put those in video games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's just like So reimagining yeah, it's just reimagining what's already there. You know what I'm saying? Like you have this situation where you have Japanese people who look at their culture, look at what they're doing, and they sit there and Yeah, this this happens once every episode too. <laughs> Ticket guys, they were like, "Oh, you you in the car?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they um, just doing their job. Yeah. Hey, shout out that. to that African dude that hit me on this. As long as you in that car, brother, <laughs> they can't do anything to you. So you right. can sit in your car for hours. They can't write you a ticket, bro. I, I'm gonna like, remember that, that one because I'm gonna just sit in the car. Yeah. Right? Um, but you know, when we talk about recreation or just reimagining. What we do as a culture in our own culture, you know, like whether it's hip hop, urban culture, whatever, that's the same thing in fashion. We're able to reimagine what's already there. And there's so much culture coming out of what we do, right? That 
you can have several different cultures. But in Japan, they're learning it. They're on the outside looking in. And so they're just getting it and saying, all right, that's what you're supposed to do. We're not thinking like, yo, you got to put that crease in your in your jeans like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that we're not doing that. Natural. We're just like, yo, this yeah. is a, yo, you just want my junk to look nice. Yeah. It's like trying to tell, <laughs> last thing I'll say about it. It's like trying to tell somebody why, like, urban kids, kids who lived in the earth, it lived in Urbana would have like dingy sneakers and then Japanese people buy like vintage dingy <laughs> sneakers on purpose yeah. and we're like yo why do you like the you know the vintage sneakers it's like nah man we didn't like them that was the only option we had yeah. it's like I got my shoes from my brother you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah 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 you know yeah, yeah. Saying? like wow, these were deep. worn out we these were worn out when I got them so I'm just carrying on the tradition so you know it's it's that rawness it's that natural stuff that they just can't have but they have their own stuff and it's pretty incredible as well so what what do you think is the difference the major difference between japanese fashion and and, and u.s fashion or western fashion uh it's quite simply or brands whatever you're... quite simply it's just uh japanese fashion is just far more detailed okay that's it like okay. ours is raw uncut that's what we love about it it's mm-hmm. natural mm-hmm. right we don't really think about it like we just like put it on do your thing, done, right? Do you think it's based on the like the you know it's a representation of the struggles that you went through? I in think the it's hood a, it, I think where it's a, Japanese probably didn't have to live that type. Oh, of absolutely. I mean, it's it's it, it's hard to be like critical of Japanese fashion, knowing that though. Yeah, like it, because you know that. Like actually, I should say it's easy to be critical at first glance, right? right. Because you could look at it like. You know, so-called cultural appropriation but if you live here long enough you know it's not because you know japanese people like you said they know their stuff so if you start talking to them about hip-hop culture and they wearing something hip-hop they don't just play you know they don't perpetrate they actually know yeah right and that's what kind of like bugged me out but i do have an issue on one end is i say you're like into hip-hop and you got the hip-hop music blasting out of your store maybe you're like a hip-hop store owner here in japan and if you can't understand English, like that gets to me because you you saying that you're a part of this culture. You're saying that you like hip hop. You're saying that you like this. And then you don't understand what's being said. Yeah. And the only reason why I have a problem with that. And so people know straight off the bat, it's not because they're Japanese. It's because they you can't you miss out on the context of everything. And so when you miss out on the context, you don't understand why like you you're you're in love with that image so you so you get to know like all the rappers all the players all everything so you're more in love with the image and you attach that image to people that look a particular way so when that happens even japanese people who are like involved in hip-hop they try to take on this persona you know like i've seen a couple of hip-hop cats here in japan and they try to take on this persona of being like you know hard or hip-hop and i'm like dude you will get smashed on, like right here, like <laughs> yeah. the, you, because it's not a game to us in a lot of situations, right? 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 It's right. not a game. Like it's not the simply I'm gonna smash on you because I don't like you. It's like you don't understand some like the struggle that a lot of these people went through and why they had to wear that. You know what I'm saying? Baggy jeans didn't come from a style. Baggy jeans came from the fact that you were borrowing clothes from people that were probably bigger than you. Yeah. Right. right? Ooh, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, when I, when I was growing up, it was the same thing. And I, I'm not going to play and perpetrate like I'm from the hood or anything like that. But I know I'm first generation. I like to say first generation out of the hood. My pops, <laughs> South Central. My mom, South Central L.A. Okay. These are this is this is the life that they live. You you living in a house with seven kids. You know, you're going to be sharing some stuff. Yeah, you're going to be sharing shoes. You're going to be sharing, you know, your combs, your brushes. And so when you don't when you don't appreciate that, like when you just look at the music and you, you just look at the image, that is something that I can't, I can't cosign. I can, un- and I, I can appreciate you knowing all of the music, the, the, the culture behind it. But I need you to know, I need you to know why it's like that. I need you to know why. I need you to know the struggles of the people that made it there. Because if you're going that deep with the music, take the time out to go yeah. that deep with the people. Exactly. Right. Because once you start doing that, then you understand why. It's like. You can't tell me about hip hop if I know some particular artist in Japan, like a you know Japanese. You know this guy. You know this guy. You know this guy. It's like, yeah, I know those guys, man. But why do you like that guy? That's cool that you like him. But why did you get into hip hop? And it usually just stems from the music and the image of the music. But if you look at rappers like KRS-One, they'll tell you all day. We made an album called Criminal Minded, and I and I regret making an album called Criminal Criminal Minded. And so in my and my like just in the in the knowledge that I have about Japanese people and just about, you know, their how they get influenced from I just wish it wasn't so it's not that it's surface level, it's weird to say that. It's just not it's not personal enough. Yeah. Right? It's just not personal enough. It's not like it's like I I can tell you, for instance, I can tell you why most why a lot of Japanese people are named Tanaka. Like, I can tell you the reason for that. The reason for it, the kanji for it, Tanaka, means uh, rice field and inside, which means inside the rice field. The reason why that is because most Japanese people during that time were peasants. Exactly. So they were farmers. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell you, I can tell you that. I can tell you that the name, uh, another name that's really popular, Nakada, is just Tanaka backwards. So, like, the, these two names are like, Ono means big rice field, which means that these people came from... Most people are were peasantry. And if I know that about Japan, that lets you know... That you that, can know that, that about us. I can, you can know that about me, right? About my people. And not just black people, but... Anybody. Anybody. Any culture. Any culture. So it, it really is important for me not to look at just the the media the, the entertainment view or the media view but going to the people because you know there's a lot of people in Japan that love and I particularly use hip hop because that's one of the most powerful cultures in the world today right right hip hop you see some of these people who are involved in hip hop here in Japan and some of them don't even want to talk to you yeah i was going to bring that up yeah you brought yeah. they don't even want to talk to you it's like yeah so it's like you got this whole image going on and then, and then when you, when you got a chance to maybe connect and build and maybe mm-hmm. get some uh, background or, or or maybe personalize that a little bit mm-hmm. with talking with somebody of the culture, you you, you, you act you, real distant. Yeah, you act real distant. You stand offish. Yeah. You're, you're, you that Japanese kicks in. is yeah, what I like exactly. to say the Japanese yeah. kicks in. Well, you know, you know, my brother. Uh, shout out to uh, brother Jeffrey Almonte because he brought that up during the uh, episode we did with him. And he was talking about how you see him with the, you know, tan skin and the hard look and everything, this, that, and the other. But when they see you, they kind of like ease away from you. Right. And, and when, you know, 
and he only he was only over here a week and he noticed that. Yeah. So it's very know, easy to notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that is kind of a it's 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 my one criticism. It's yeah. my one big criticism. Of course, I, I can dig it. Small too. criticism is like they ain't got like the correct flavor of Doritos. But you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> right. But you know, like it's my one big criticism. It's not. I don't even. I don't get into cultural appropriation. I'm a big dude. That's like culture is meant to be shared. We should be absolutely. Happy. We should be happy that we share our culture. We should be happy that hip hop culture has spread around the world. Uh, you know. It, well, let's be real. We we should be happy that Black Caribbean West Indian culture is spread around the world to the point right. where people get into it yeah. and they love it, and we should appreciate that. Right. And just the fact that some people monetize it means that we need to monetize it, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's viable. Then we need to monetize it. So I'm a big share of culture. Like I'm willing to be like, yo, okay, you like this? Let's talk. Let's let's have a conversation because I want you to know more about it. If a white dude wants to put dreads in his hair, hey, why you instead of just being like, you're not supposed to put your hair like that. Ask him, yo, why you put your hair in dreads? Yeah, yeah, like why, why you do that? I, I, and, I, just, I just saw that earlier today. And, and you know what? Yeah. And you know what's crazy? A lot of these dudes who have like who aren't black or brown who have dreads in their hair, they actually have a very deep reason why they have dreads in <laughs> their hair. Even some Japanese yeah. cats, they'd be like, "Yo, I did this when I was because I was you know studying this and I was studying Rasta culture and I was really yeah. into it and stuff like." And I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I can I can I can I can respect, I can that. respect that, that because yeah. you know about it. But if we don't ask the question, then we're stuck there just judging. So yeah, that's a good point. I'm not I'm not that guy, but what I do like to think about is like, yo, go deeper into it. Yeah. Right? Don't just hit me with the with the oop. Don't just hit me with the oh I know I know big L. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I know about Big L. You know about Big L? I, I know about Jimmy. Yeah, Hendrix. I got my CD signed by Big L. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not concerned with that. I'm concerned with, do you know why hip-hop was created in the first place? Do you know the five elements of hip-hop? Do you know the reason why people were wearing baggy pants? Do you know why people sag? Do you know why people wear big clothes? Do you know why people was wearing a big chain? You know, when Big Daddy Kane came on with that big chain, why was he wearing it? He was talking about kings being kings in Africa. Yeah. That's right. what he was talking we about. We are royalty. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's why he wore the big chain. It wasn't about, like, trying to be flashy. And that's how I think a lot of people get misconstrued because they don't want to go into the culture that, you know, the reason for mm. something like that existing, right? You're talking about hip-hop, the single most, one of the single most important cultures that got a lot of black and brown people out of poverty. Absolutely. Hip-hop. An entire culture. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's the one thing that is hard to take away. Well, you know, it, it goes back to the interview where I watched with Bill O'Reilly, right? Him and uh, what's the one brother name? Uh, this he uh, Damon Dash. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember that I interview remember that, by Bill O'Reilly, because he's totally against hip hop, and he, well, he doesn't have his Fox show anymore, but he's totally against hip hop. He drags down hip-hop and this, that, and the mm -hmm. other. You say, look, man, look at the jobs we've created. Exactly. Look, look, look it's at the, the American people dream. Yeah, yeah. It's brought out of poverty. You don't talk about all, all the all the uh, time we spend. We even create scholarships and do this, that, mm -hmm. and the other. You don't talk about that. You just want to talk about this, that, and the other, the negative side of it. Yeah, because you know? it's the it's the image that is more powerful than the message, right? Right? And that's, and Imagery, that's, yes. and, and that's, and that's exactly what we... What, I, what I'm trying to portray with the casual is that you got this image of Japan, right? But keep it casual, man. Keep it casual. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> like, keep it casual. Like, like slow your roll. Slow mm -hmm. down. 
Chill out. Right? Chill out for a second. And let's go ahead and look at this a little bit more deeply. But we don't have to be, like, let me be the guy that knows it. Let me relay it to you. Yeah. Because I'm going to talk to the Japanese people for you. Let me, that's my job. But your job is to be able to understand it at a deeper level so you can be knowledgeable about it. So you don't come here with the inclination like, well, man, they just taking all of our stuff. It become you get a deeper understanding like, okay, this is the way that these people are, right? Because when you come here, you got to understand this is their country. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You, you, can't, you can't just come here and be like, man, they don't like state country man it's like they come to america it's like yo that's your country they come to your hood that's your hood like you you represent that they may look at it like like oh i want to be like this you have japanese people come up to you sometimes yo man black people are so cool it's like yeah yeah okay (laughs) like like be black in america (laughs) (laughs) right yeah right like you know so that that's basically you know you trade places with a black man (laughs) now you talked about one of your videos you said that um there's more fashion bravery in Japan than mm. in the U.S. Yeah, can, can you elaborate on that? Uh, fashion bravery, basically when I talk about that, it's like Japan lets you kind of do whatever you want to do. This is a country where people aren't really encouraged to have an opinion, <laughs> right? Yes. So fashion tends to be that way, tends to be that kind of avenue or that outlet for you to yes. kind of express yourself, right? Without saying anything, without stepping on any toes. So... When I say fashion bravery, they're just more inclined to take chances. You know, I always say, like, anybody who talks to me about that, I say, you know, in Japan, in, in, like, in the West, that 50 to 60% that we go to, because, you know, we don't, if we went even, even ever further than that, it would just kind of, like, blow people's minds. They go out 90 to 100%. So if they're going to do hip-hop, they're going to do it, yeah. <laughs> right? They're not going to play around with it. If a girl wants to wear 80s hip-hop, she's going to wear 80s hip-hop, Right? So um, that's not to say that Japanese people dress better, but they are more inclined to go all the way, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I, you can appreciate it, man. Like, imagine if everybody wore the clothes that they wanted to wear 100%. Like, we'd be far more, like, creative with it, in my opinion. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you were talking about with, like, you know, adding on, yes. right? Yeah. We add on all the time, but we don't refine anything, right? Japanese biggest strength is the the ability to refine everything. They refine like cubes of ice. They, <laughs> these are people who put watermelons in boxes to create square like cube watermelons, right? <laughs> so you know, like refining the smallest thing is so important to them. We just want, you know, we're in a we're in a mobile podcast. Yeah, you see. You know, uh, the 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 low riders passing right by us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They get into it. Yeah. Right? Deeply. And so so it's it's it becomes a journey for them. And I just if there's one thing that I think that we could take from Japan is hold on to what we have dear, man. Cause they're holding on to it. Yeah. And they didn't even come up with it. Right? They got all types of muscle cars out here. You hit up someplace, you be seeing Old Thunderbirds. Like, oh, yeah. You know yeah, I see them all the time. Right? I be going to the dope car shows they have over here. They're killing it. Yeah. You know? Now, now, would you think that, you know, their courage to go all out with their, let's say, individual fashion taste mm. has a lot to do with their culture? Because let's say, for example, there are times when I walk these streets, I see a girl with her man who's dressed in total drag, mm-hmm. lipstick, makeup, and all, and they yeah. holding hands walking down the streets. 
Japanese <laughs> don't fuck with them. In the states, you will get fucked with. So yeah. you, you you think that 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 has a lot to do with their. It's just certain shit you can't do in America. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, well, like, it's, you, especially you with our hyper masculinity. Yeah. You brought oh. this up on the video, and I didn't want to forget this point. Was that, and I, I really dug it because it was like, well, before I say that, I'll say that, you know, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, they're so confined, they're so like stuck in this box. They have to dress this way when they go to work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole the whole uh, saying of the hammer that sticks out, mm-hmm. the nail that sticks out gets hammered. Right, 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 right. So you're always taught to conform in the society. Mm-hmm. Right. So when fashion is something that, like you said, they can use as an outlet. Mm. And as you mentioned in a video that you did, you said that they, um, this is that area of freedom for them because mm. nobody judges you. Um. Nobody cares what you're wearing. Yeah, which I think you said something like yeah, that. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. But in the U.S., like you said, vice versa, in the U.S., they care, and, and <laughs> we know, always criticize. Oh, oh you, that. you know why? Because, you, I mean, you're absolutely right. But there's a reason for that, and and it's it's because Japanese aren't taught to compete. They're not taught to compete with each other. Mm. Like in America, we're taught to compete. You either be the best or you're not the best. And so that permeates through everything that we do. Be better. Be better than the next guy. My dad, my my dad when I was younger, he was like, he's like, if you're ever gonna be something in life, be the best at it. He's like, if you wanna be a garbage man, you look at who the best garbage man is and you be better than him. Right? In Japan, they teach you, you wanna be a garbage man, be like the best garbage man, and you can all be the best garbage man. <laughs> right? It's like don't be better than the best garbage man. You all like the same garbage man, even if you're the best one. Yeah. Right. So we're taught to compete on a level that is just so you, you mentioned uh, in just passing, but hyper masculinity, but not just hyper masculinity, but hyper uh, feminism as well. Women compete on a extremely high level in the West. Yes. Like, <laughs> look, man, you ever heard the story about if, if a woman wears the same dress at a at a party? Oh, yeah. You know, one of them leaving. Yeah. One of, yeah, yeah. 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 One of y'all leaving. Yeah. You know, but. Guys, we don't necessarily. I always used to say, like, girls, they'll leave the party, but if another guy's wearing the same shoes as you at a party, you're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We both, you go with the same shoes. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But it's that competition, that competition man. Yeah. It's that competition and, and that they, we. And they see it, they don't see it. They don't way. see it as competition. Like, I actually saw, uh, I catch wind of these small little moments where uh, one dude was on, one of the dudes that was following me on Instagram or something like that, he was like, I'm the freshest dude in Japan right now. And I'm like, you the only one who's saying that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nobody like, I really want to nobody cares, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody cares that you think that you're the, you're the freshest yeah. looking dude in Japan right now. And even me, like, I go out and I know I look good in what I wear, right? But to me, I do. This is the first time I go to a country and I wear clothes because of me. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, think about that. Like, I wear clothes because of me. I'm not trying to impress anybody. And anybody out west who tells you, man, I wear clothes for... No, no, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. You're wearing to get the hook in. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly, like, exactly. like, you fishing, bro. You fishing. Like, you fishing. Like, that's, just, that's, that's all there is to it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, you know. You just remind me of Dave Chappelle. He said... Uh, he said, I got you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said men don't like nice cars. We just like nice cars because women like nice cars. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. He said... We be standing in front of the, sh- we pull up on the um on the street. Yeah, yeah. Woman walk by, she start looking. 
gotcha, bitch. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's clear that that's true. Yeah. Well, right? yeah, there's yeah. there's I mean, of course, some of this stuff is staged. But you can look at like on places like YouTube where the guy has like a nice car to doing the yeah. stupid prank. Yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah, yeah I see those like, videos. I mean, of course, it might be staged, but yeah. that is something that happens. We don't come up with that idea if it doesn't it, it, happen. It's reality. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. it's happening. It, it's yeah. a trend. It, yeah, and you know, going back to what you were saying about how Japanese don't like to compete, and I was just reflecting. They used to always like. Um, Let's say in a baseball game, they would interview a baseball player and he say, I will do my best. Right. Uh, they always say they would do their best. Where, whereas us, you know, hey, yo, dog, I'm going to score 30. You know, if right. you know, that might, no, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And so more about me, even though they're team players, mm-hmm. but they, they want to be, you know, Look at, look at a LeBron. Look at a LeBron James interview at the end of the game. Yeah. How did you guys get out of it? It's like, well, I'm happy for my team. You know what I'm saying? We came out a little bit slow in the uh, in the fourth quarter, but you know, I got to do what I got to do to exactly. rally my guys. Yeah, rally my yeah. yeah yeah yeah. You never well, hear Japanese yeah. people talking about rally my guys. Said the same thing. Yeah, I, you, yeah. We, me and you were thinking on the same thing. Yeah 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 the, yeah. You go the ahead. And, episode yeah. we did with Simp. He's he talked about how, and I, I thought this is a very interesting point he brought up was that. And he plays basketball, and Japanese their whole their whole approach to the game is team, team, team. Uh huh. Yep. So, but he he said that's a good thing. But he said it becomes it doesn't become a good thing when you kind of sometimes you need somebody you, you to kind of stand out. A standout. You need yeah. somebody to kind of pull away, mm-hmm. and because they don't have that mentality, they they lose games. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about the team, and they exactly. won't ride one player. Exactly. That's well, why they won't approach the coach and say, "Look, look, it, give me the ball." Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why in individual sports like ice skating, yeah, they do a lot better because yeah. it's judo, one person. Yeah. Judo, they do a lot better because it's just one person. Yeah. Right. It's just me against whoever is in front of me. Right. Or it's just me in the ice. They do a lot better in these situations because it's always about the team. I played basketball, like pickup basketball, with some Japanese cats one time. And I was surprised, like, the first time I played with him, because it was like, pass, pass, pass. I had never been in this situation yeah. before. Because, you know, we, we've we all played basketball in the States, man. Uh, Especially if you're playing with a whole bunch of black people, it's going to be like... Everybody oh, think they LeBron. Everybody think they LeBron, Kobe, or They're not passing you the ball. Ain't nobody passing. And if I'm hot and you ain't passing me the ball, I'm going to tell you about it. Pass me the ball, bro. <laughs> right? I'm so, hit four three-pointers right? in a row, I mean, I, these people were cutting... <laughs> throwing thro- throwing cut passes, Screens. you know, pocket passes. I'm like, okay, I can get that with it. in your ass to yeah. death. And then and then they get surprised when you when you take the ball and do your own thing. They were like, oh, did you make that shot? I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? sure. It's like you know. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get I get where you're coming from as far as uh, you know. It's the way the society works. Yeah. yeah. You know, the collection defeats the individual, you know, or the, you know, the collective is more important than the individual. Yeah. And that's just how they, that's how they roll. There, there's, like you said, there's, um, there's great things about that. Yes. That's awesome. Well, look at Golden State. Look at the New England Patriots. Yeah. That's I the mean, way they, that's, that's the way they do their yeah. thing. It's, but it's at team. the end of the day, they They're, do have one or two guys. They have an option. They, they go to. Right. We have like, the option. Yeah. There you right? go. Yeah. yeah. Like you wonder, like, Okay. Just real quick, Japanese soccer, right? World team, Japan, Japan soccer team. They're actually really good, but they don't have any standouts. Mm. They don't have a stand. And the player that they do have that stands out, they don't give him an opportunity to do his thing. 
They don't have a Cristiano Ronaldo. They have Honda, who was like for like three yeah, years straight was. was killing it. He's getting old now. Yeah. And then they got the new guy on there, but they don't they don't let him do his thing. They're just like triangle passes, pocket, 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 pocket. Yeah. Well, maybe shoot. maybe it's the fact that he. Yeah, I know I'm the man, but because I raise I'm raising this cultural, mm-hmm. I have this mindset about team, team, team. Maybe he is maybe just too ashamed to that's a good point yeah, yeah what, you, what you're talking over. about you know, the word that you said the the most important word that you said right there is ashamed yeah look at that yeah. if yeah. i if yeah. i put myself out there it makes me it puts the uh, the light on me and i'm ashamed to do that because this is supposed to be about even though all I of the nail that sticks out gold. gets hammered yeah yeah it goes yeah. Back even though i'm the best dude and I know I'm better. Bruh, if we was in a game and you was hot, I'm getting you the ball. Right? I don't give a damn. Yeah. You know? Like, right? Let, let him have it. Let him shoot. I'm yeah. passing That's LeBron That's what we say. We keep time. feeding it. Keep yeah. feeding it to him. If he's LeBron hot. is killing it right now. I'm keep, yeah. Give it to LeBron. <laughs> give it to LeBron. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you remember when Draymond... Draymond took the ball down the court and KD was open and he tripped and fell and they got in an argument and shit. Yeah. yeah that's, that's just our mindset, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate you coming oh, through. Oh man, most deaf, bro. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. I really appreciate so, it. So, so any, 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 uh, let's say, encouraging words or any last seeds <sighs> of wisdom you want to leave for <laughs> foreigners who are coming to Japan. If you're on your way to Japan, the very first thing that I say is have an open mind, right? Uh, you know, if you want to live here, again, have an open mind, and don't come out here gully. <laughs> right like i know it's i know it's like a new place and you want to get your you know you want to get your thing going on like you want to see if you could play you've heard so many stories about japan how dope it is whatever but you know what you can still be cool and, and, and do all that stuff too yeah. like this is a country where not many people are aggressive you know it's not an aggressive country and if you play your cards right you can just be a generally awesome person to be around but I will say this. Uh, you can't get yourself into trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right? Easy. It's easy to get yourself into trouble in this country. You, you, you can easily go missing for 23 days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like, if you get yourself involved in some stuff, um, you know, it could, it could be a bad situation for you. But yes, sir. But if you, if you play your cards right, and, you know, I, I hate to bring this up because I think it's really important. But I think it's important. Because there's people that I've met that be like, yo, I'm going home, right? And they go home off of this notion like, I thought it was going to be a lot better than when I came. And then I always ask them, like, what did you mean? What do you mean by that? I was like, yo, man, it's just, I don't get treated like how I feel like I'm getting treated. Like, I should be treated well. It's mostly coming from black and brown people. And, And I tell them all the time, man, like, yo, you just didn't accept that you were on the outside looking in, right? You just didn't accept that. You got to accept that first. You got to understand that you are on the outside looking in. You cannot help, you cannot hope to change millions and millions of people that have a certain way of thinking for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. Yeah. So don't come here with that notion. Like, don't come here thinking that you're going to change every, every Japanese person's mind. But what you can do is you can be an ambassador. Yes. That's the most important thing if you have some, listen, I used to go to like just places where there's a whole bunch of Japanese people around me because you're always going to have that. 
I was uh, sitting at McDonald's one day a long time ago. And I had like these candies on my desk. And this kid, Japanese kid, was looking at the candies like, I, I want them candies, dog. <laughs> right? And he was sitting with his dad. And I picked up the candies and I gave them to the kid. Right? I just gave it to him because I knew he was looking at it. And then the dad looked over. He was like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because the kid was looking at it. And some people might think that that's like a small little gesture. But in Japan, that means so much. Huge. It means so much because because that kid and that dad now can look at somebody who looks like me at another situation and may not think the preconceived notion that he has. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the most important thing. In order to be above the situation, you got to be above the situation. So, yes, you are on the outside looking in. But the fact that I can speak Japanese or the fact that I can communicate in Japanese Japanese get so much like res- give you so much respect for that. Like even if you can't, even if you can only speak a little bit, even if you're not like crazy with it, you can speak a little bit or you try it. They will give you that respect, right? And they will be very careful around you. They will understand where you're coming from because quiet is kept. They want to know more too, because they don't know a lot about the world. Most Japanese people just know about Japanese stuff. So that's that's what I'll say as far as fashion. You know what it what's is. Your, what's your like? What's, what's the spots, real quick? Spots for shopping. Spots for shopping. Of course, you can always. I mean, Harajuku is always the place where you have to stop. Like yeah. you know. But if you want to be like your boy, wanna you want to you want to be like, like the, the casual, casual. <clears throat> right? You're gonna go ahead and hit up uh, Daikanyama. Nice. Daikanyama, that's my place right there. Daikanyama. Nice yeah, Daikanyama is where I, actually I'm planning on moving the studio. Oh, dope. so hopefully uh, things go the right way because Daikanyama, I just love it. This is like it's it's hip, but at the same time it's it's light, mm-hmm. right? It's not like Harajuku where there's like a whole throng of people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Daikanyama, Kichijoji. If you're like, oh yeah, yeah Kichijoji. Yeah, yeah Kichijoji. If you like sneakers and stuff, go to Kichijoji. Um. Koenji, if you're really big in the, uh, if you're really big in a vintage, Shimokitazawa as well. Uh God, there's so much more. But yeah, those those places those places are are you know casual approved. Right, I, I try to tell people not to go to uh, Harajuku as much because I don't. Yeah, it's just so. You get all the same things in Harajuku that you would get in Daikanyama, and Daikanyama is cooler. And don't go down to Keishita Street. Oh, God. <laughs> damn, sardines. Take I didn't a shit mean, street. Right, right, yeah. Take, take a, a shit, shit street. That's what you see in all the photos. That's, yeah. why I tell you, that's where you see, you know, Japan, all the pictures, everything. Yeah, so yeah. that's it, my man. They move so slow down that damn street, you think everybody's taking a shit. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. no, that place is awful. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is not even, you know, this is just a glimpse what he's giving you is just a glimpse. If you really want to get more in detail with this thing, please go check out The Casual on YouTube. Absolutely. Man, shout out to yeah, yeah. do, do, do all your uh, social media socials. plugs. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know how it is. Uh, if you uh, if you like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Woo. Uh, yeah. Appreciate it. Go ahead and let us know what you think. You know what I'm saying? Give a thumbs up if you like it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's your boy Reggie Casual at The Casual dot uh, co on Instagram. If you want to follow your boy personally, it's at Reggie Casual. Real easy. Same thing. You know what it is. Uh, you can follow the Casual on uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Casual Co. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you there, of course. So stay subscribe If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. But most importantly, keep it locked right here for all of your info on international street fashion and culture from Tokyo. It's your boy, and keep it casual.
Thank you for listening to the Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbean.com or you can head straight to Google and type in Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can stream or download podcasts.